okay, let's do something different for this episode. Um, how about we start with you to introduce yourself? Um, do you want to get us started, Jordan? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Jordan Wiley. I'm a postdoc working at Boston College. I'm a moral psychologist, so I'm broadly interested um, in my own research and the intersection of morality and rules and what motivates us or makes us curious to learn about rule breakers. Um, and hi, I'm Ileana Hachiandreou. I am a fifth year PhD student at Penn State, also interested in morality and social behavior and specifically how we perceive and judge people who um, uh, show their kindness and compassion for others. Um, yeah, good to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. And maybe we'll just jump in right into the topic that we're going to discuss. So this question is directed to Jordan. What is marginalia? And can you tell us more about the story behind this? And because you and Ileana is going to be the new leadership, what your goals are taking over this platform? I know this is a lot of questions packed into one, but you can take your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. So Marginalia is a community of social scientists engaged in research and instruction in social and personality psychology. It was started by four psychologists in the social personality politics space. Uh, they are Pia Dietz, Anna Gantman, Hannah Nam, and Laura Nimi. Um, and they started it with the goal of advocating for and promoting its members and their work, especially those who are female, non-gender conforming, people of color, um, LGBTQIA folks, differently abled, or in any way that's just not, that's not promoted by, you know, the sort of status quo in academia. And so Eliana and I, along with Minjay Kim and Ivy Gilbert are taking over now that they're like sort of tenure is up. They're all assistant professors and are, you know, passing on the baton. Uh, and all of us are members of Marginalia and, you know, sort of benefited in some way with, uh, from the connections that we've made through the organization. And I think that our goals are really just to, um, you know, continue to push forth this group and its values. Um, and it's also a major goal of ours to expand the reach, which is like part, you know, of why this is such an <laughs> awesome opportunity for us. Um, so expanding the reach, including, you know, um, having a little bit more visibility on like social media and elsewhere. Um, and also including other disciplines that intersect with social psychology. So, Things like social neuroscience, for example, um, including folks from from those areas or those topics of research. Um, and yeah, I think that this that these goals, even though like obviously most organizations want to expand their reach, um, I think it's like really important for marginally to expand its reach so that we're like making good on the sort of like goals and values that like make up this organization and that's really like promoting underrepresented scholars what we need to do that is to like have the visibility to like make that have an impact right absolutely and i guess the next question is directed to the both of you and this time maybe we can start with iliana so 
how did you get involved in these organizations? Because the only reason why that I learned about Marginalia and its really cool mission is through Ileana. So we had this podcast dinner that we host in the department that everybody's in the department are welcome to attend. And Ileana joined for a delicious dinner that we had. And then she introduced about uh, she introduced me to the idea of um, Marginalia. So I don't know if this is something that you learn. It sounds like it's mostly social psychologists. And I am actually in cognitive slash development. So that's why I'm not aware. So how did you guys kind of get involved and learn about this and decided that this is the right thing to join? So Ileana, why don't you get us started? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I first learned about Marginalia from Jordan, actually. Um, and Jordan and I are both in moral psychology and also um, Jordan's former advisor, Anna Gutman, as a moral psychologist. And so I think you're right that it did start in a sort of like perhaps more specific social psychology, even subcircle. But the goal is to very much expand it towards other areas of psychology and and try to sort of bring in people from, you know, developmental, IO, um, cognitive, neuroscience, um, et cetera. Yeah, Jordan approached me and talked to me about Marginalia, and I thought I vaguely remembered it from an SPSP um, blog post introducing sort of like the the recipient of an SPSP Catalyst grant. So the, the name did sort of like ring a bell. And then when Jordan um, described what the mission was and that the the current editors are retiring and there's like, a need for new leadership. Um, I thought that it sounded amazing and that it should be something that we should absolutely do and involve more people in. Um, so that's how I came across it. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And now let's turn to Jordan. If Ileana learned from you, how did you learn about Portugalia? <laughs> well, I learned that, like Ileana said, through my grad school advisor, Anna Gettman, who's who is one of the four founding members. Uh, so I've been a part of the group for a while. And one of the like primary ways that Marginalia has promoted scientists so far has been through its mon- monthly newsletter, where our different folks from the community that have been invited uh, guest edit each month. Um, and it highlights, you know, like their work. We have like sort of a, a formula, like introducing the person also. So, you know, talking about also the person's interests and what they're reading or like watching on TV. So you can like really get to know like the human behind the work, which I think is really awesome. But that's something that I've also, I've done that in the past. So I've, I've edited my own like monthly newsletter. And then I also attended one of the events that the community post that Eliana was just talking about um, was about, uh, which is a like small like get together at one of the uh, annual SPSP conferences or social society for personality and social psychology conferences. I see. Yeah, that's, that's such a fascinating backstory. Um, so I I know that you guys are incoming leaderships of Marginalia. So I don't know if you have the stats um, completely like on the top of your mind. So I'm kind of curious about who are the peoples who are part of Marginalia at the current state and even event. What uh, so I'm particularly interested in about, for example, the career state um, and the reason why that they found out Marginalia and that they wanted to join and. Is there any other kind of events or activity that you do to bring the community together? 
Yeah, I, I can go ahead and answer with uh, some of the numbers that I have on top of my head, although some of these are very much still in development. Last time um, we checked, there was about 300 people signed up for the Marginalia newsletter. It's a number that obviously we're hoping to expand and share Marginalia far and wide. We do have a, a Twitter account and we're trying to get the word out uh, to people uh, and get more people to sign up so that they can receive the newsletter, which is sort of obviously the the main product. The leadership, as Jordan already said, is currently, you know, professors that are already like sort of like well-established and we are um, taking on as uh, early career researchers. But I don't think that, and Jordan, you can correct me here if I'm wrong, but I don't think we have the stats in terms of like those 200 people in terms of like the career stages they're at. I would imagine that they are probably all across the board, but I cannot confidently say without having access to that data. Yeah, um, I, I don't know uh, the breakdown of the, the folks that are signed up for the newsletter. Um, you know, just like peering around at a marginalia event at the annual conference at SPSP, it does seem like folks from like a sort of wide array of career stages and backgrounds attend those events, but those aren't necessarily all the same people who are signed up for the newsletter because the um, event is promoted, you know, by SPSP, like at the conference and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't know the exact breakdown, but, um, you know, a big part of what we hope to achieve taking over is some collating like being real data scientists about this and starting to gather more information about you, the people that are a part of the group and also like the information that they share with us. So like in the monthly newsletter, people will share recent publications that they have or publications that they're friends or, you know, papers that they're that they're reading. And one of the things that we really want to do is start to collate those and and build up on our website, like a place where people can go to look at, you know, the published work of all the people that are in the org and, you know, related folks to hopefully facilitate citing one another and also facilitate if you want to invite someone to give a talk or invite someone to be on your symposium or something like that. Um, having a place where people can go to look at people from these different disciplines, I think will be like a huge add to what we're already doing um, in taking over Marginalia to continue to elevate these voices. Right, right. First, I wanted to say that I really, really appreciate that the mission that you guys have, because one of the big challenges that we have when we are running the Stanford Psychology Podcast is to finding guests of more diverse representations, because if we're only going for the yeah. big names, if we're only going for people who are like super established in the field, there are, in some cases, a lot of times reflecting the status quo of the academia, which is not the ideal that we, a lot of psychologists these days are aiming for. So I really want to appreciate and applaud you for having this mission to promote visibility. And I also want to just add a side note because this is something, okay, this is maybe a note to our listener as well. So in Stanford Psychology Podcast, we have also tried very, very hard to get a sense of who our listeners are. We, for a period of time, we send out surveys every single episode afterward. And we have, despite have published like over a hundred episodes and we have about 40 responses in our survey. 
The response rate was not always ideal, and it's sometimes very difficult to get to know, like, who are the people listening to them. But thanks to Spotify, we have a sense that our listeners are also a big fan of Taylor Swift, uh, which is very good information. Um, yeah, so whoever's out there listening to this episode, I hope uh, you got your tickets to Eros tour or whatever. Um <laughs> Yes. Um, let's get back to the topic. I just want, really want to like add it in there. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I should know. Fun. Fun facts that we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although like knowing that they're Taylor Swift fans doesn't really like narrow the population. It could be everybody. It could be <laughs> anyone. Um, yes. So marginalia. So maybe this is also a question that I will direct to the both of you because uh, we've heard a lot about the missions, but I'm wondering if you have any more concrete examples in mind in terms of any success stories or examples how, of how this platform has helped elevate the voices or work of marginalized um, individuals, especially social scientists. Yeah, I don't have specific examples. I, I think that... The newsletter that I mentioned has been the main driving force behind the like uh, promotion of scientists thus far and of underrepresented scholars. Um, so, and and I do think it has had a positive impact. And so, you know, that's something we certainly are aiming to continue and to continue to grow. Um, you know, promoting the work of the scholars who do the edits, um, and also so like. I might have mentioned um, at the end of the newsletter, there's also um, like a place where the marginalia team fills in information. And that's like information of uh, some other published work from like other scholars that are in the community who have sent. We have like a place on the website to solicit those submissions. And we're going to hopefully make that process a little bit easier for folks to let us know when they have published work that they want to promote. And it, we also, or the, the bottom of the newsletter always also includes like relevant jobs, both in and outside of academia for the folks who signed up for the, for the newsletter. Um, and I think that that's like what another way that we can be like a tool for positive impact by lowering the barrier to finding some of these opportunities, which really like can exist all over the place like it's one twitter ad or something is like the only way you might have seen this so this is again collating some of these uh some of these pieces of information that are exists in many disparate places and providing a centralized location for them so that folks can you know that folks from marginalia folks with the backgrounds that we you know aim to elevate can apply for the things that like they will be competitive for. Applying is, as we all know, like a really big first step for right. increasing diversity is getting people to apply. Yeah. And to follow up on that, I think we've talked about this as like this sort of like incoming new editor team. And we really want to both in practice and also in how we promote and advertise marginalia to the focus to really be that we are evidence and science-based, right? So we want to make sure that you know, we promote, obviously, marginalized identities and communities that have long been ignored. But we also want to make sure that people know that there's like reasons for us to do that and that the data very much shows uh, a need for that. I know there was a lot of conversation recently on NSPSP 
about, you know, the how we promote diversity and inclusion and what the best way to do that is. And so we are hoping through Marginalia and through the people we promote through the newsletter to really target some of these things that we very clearly can see based on research that are disparities, right? So for example, there was a paper that came out recently that said, oh, look, there's more women in more women professors in psychology than men. And the only really tax that women pay is that they get worse reviews, like course reviews compared to male professors. So there was like a big conversation around that. And oh, are we really like fighting for the means that we should be fighting for if like women are already in academia, in, in like in psychology. There's also a lot of other nuances, right, that need to be talked about. For example, the, the parenthood tax, right? When uh, women become mothers, their publication records basically plummet compared to men that become fathers. And so we really are hoping to perhaps promote more mothers, um, psychologists through the newsletter, right? So we're, that's like the approach that we're hoping to take to really start from what we know based on evidence and build psychologists based on where we see that there has been like some disparity. Um, and so that's the route that we're hoping to take. I guess I'm wondering if you can say more about whether there's certain evidence, certain empirical work that you're drawing on to um, basically design the, either the newsletter or how the community is structured. The newsletter itself is rather more like a extensive blog post that has sprinkles of science in it. In general, it's meant to be like a fun read, but it also is interesting enough for people that want to learn more about different people that do different kinds of research that haven't been traditionally represented. I think that's maybe that the best way to to say it. And so I cannot say that there is like one specific article or a few specific articles that we're drawing upon other than what I just described in terms of monitoring what's coming out and trying to um, tailor who we invite in terms of article publications. But the newsletter itself is very much a spotlight on this one person every month um, who's an interesting person and also a very interesting researcher. And here is their work. And this is why you should read it and pay attention to it. And that's why it's important. And so I imagine it in some ways, and that's why I kind of saw some of the similarities between the podcast here and Marginalia, is that obviously the podcast is focusing a lot on psychology concepts and ideas that are present in, in papers that we all have read and are fascinated by. Uh, but there's also some conversation about the person's personal background and how they've come to develop an interest in psychology. And so if you read an example of our newsletter, it's it's very much like this. It's asking about, oh, what are some of your favorite movies and books that you've read that might have nothing to do with psychology? But also here's this amazing paper that I published that you should know about. I would say the approach that we're trying to take. I don't know, Jordan, if you have anything to add. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I just wanted to add one thing, which is that like, I know, at least from my own personal experience, sharing like your personal interests, the quirks about you as a person when you're not from a majority group, for example, can be like really intimidating and like challenging to know how to do that and like how to like have you as a person be seen um, while like also maintaining competence signals and things like that. So I think that's like another 
thing that the newsletter is like offering to folks. It's like a platform for you to like really show who you are without worrying about, oh, if I put on my website that I like play the guitar or something, are people going to think, you know, all the sorts of things that go through our heads when we're curating how we look online. So this is like an excuse or like a way to like push that aside and still show that, you know, you're a whole person who has like interests and stuff besides just like really awesome work that you do. Right, right. Thank you so much for sharing these nuances behind the thinkings of why it is important to share the personal side of the story. Um, so I wanted to switch gear a little bit to talk about futures since you guys are the incoming leaderships of Marginalias. And this is a question for both of you. So how do you envision Marginalia evolving and growing in the future? Are there any upcoming projects or expansions that you're particularly excited about? So like I mentioned, we're really interested in expanding the reach of Marginalia. Um, and that includes like having a bigger presence on Twitter and like other social media platforms. We're like considering moving our newsletter to a more centralized location because people are like, you know, frequently sign up for other newsletters on that. And so maybe we'll get some more cross traffic and things like that if we move to a more centralized location, hopefully doing more things like this to promote um, marginalia to different audiences. Um, and then also a huge goal that I've talked about, I think, numerous times is like the centralizing force, having citations and the folks that do our newsletters and folks that are have joined the community be visible if they want to on our website in a centralized place so that people can have somewhere to go when they want to invite someone to give a talk or join their symposium or what have you. We are applying for additional funding in order to be able to do more of those things. Um, we yeah. are hoping uh, to commit to having at least a meeting every SPSP um, so that Marginalia enthusiasts and anyone who <laughs> wants to meet other Marginalia people or just know what Marginalia is all about can meet at the annual SPSP meeting. So TBD on more details about that for next SPSP. I mean, there's similar initiatives that have taken place in other spaces such as International Moral Psychology Network that Jim Everett and Meltem Musil has started, and that has been hugely successful. And we are hoping to take um, different examples and learn about how people have yeah. tried to promote diversity in different ways through these different groups. Um, then hopefully with, with more funding, we can have and promote more things in the future as well. Right. Thank you so much. Those sounds like extremely exciting directions moving forward. And I do want to be mindful of time. So um, maybe we'll end by a question that's probably most relevant to our listeners. If we have some listener out there who wanted to get involved in support the mission of Marginalia, what are the ways? What can they do? Well, one way <laughs> is follow us on Twitter, join our newsletter listserv. And so that, that's two ways. Um, Hopefully, like I said, we might be moving to to Substack or we'll, I think we're still working out exactly what that'll look like. So the sign up for the newsletter might differ based on which platform we use. Signing up for the newsletter, being, like joining the community in that way, I think is like the first and biggest way that folks can start to get involved. And then hopefully uh, if we get this funding, we would have a meeting or like a meetup at SPSP and 
you know, anybody who's anybody who's interested at all, like you don't have to be a part of the, the newsletter, don't have to be following us on Twitter, although please follow us on Twitter. Um <laughs> anybody's welcome to join. And you know, like a big part of the purpose of marginalia is to like help create community. So like of course a big part is visibility and promotion of underrepresented scholars, but also to to create community in places where people often feel like isolated or like, you know, like a fish out of water um, at conferences. I think it's really important at the conferences that the community, the people from our community tend to frequent. It's really important that we have space to build that community out and have people have a place where they feel comfortable and like-minded folks are around them joining those kinds of events and hopefully we'll get funding and we'll have more of them. Those are the ways that come to mind. I don't know, Eliana, if you have another brilliant idea. <laughs> and, uh, well, just to give a quick shout out to our Twitter presence. Um, if you if you follow us, it's Marginalia Science, Marginalia underscore SCI um, on Twitter. A couple more ways. One is if you are interested in being featured for Marginalia, please do reach out. And that's one. And then the second is um, Angie and um, Eric and I have also been talking about potentially doing some form of cross-collaboration between the Stanford Psychology Podcast and Marginalia, whereby our monthly featured person might also be like double featured or double interviewed for the podcast as well. It's something that we're still discussing, but you might see us pop up about once a month in the Stanford Psychology Podcast. Just keep an eye out on that. So if you don't love reading long <laughs> newsletter emails, there's also the option of just putting it on as a podcast and listening to what our lovely featured um, scientists, social scientists uh, have to say about their work. Yeah, that's a big spoiler. We should have put like a spoiler alert there. Um, so with that, I would like to thank you both again for joining on the show. Please follow Marginalia on Twitter. <laughs> um, and I will also put all of the relevant links in the show notes. So if you can't catch it, you'll be able to find it in the show notes. Um, yeah, with that, thank you again for joining the show. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you both. <laughs>